Welcome to it, sports fans, from the Bleachers, episode 32. 27th of March, and it is all good. Cape Town, South Africa, a little bit late today, but it is what it is. Episode 32, just on time, actually. Never been late, just on time. Episode 32, what are we talking about today? It is, of course, Premier League week. We are back to the good stuff. We are back to the good stuff this week. We're going to talk Harry Kane. I'll let you know exactly what I think they should do with Harry Kane at Spurs come end of season. And then, of course, we're going to talk what's happened with the new manager at Arsenal, Unai Emre. And I'll tell you what I think his uh, season's gone, uh, gone like this year. And then it is going to be rugby time. Dwayne from Yellen, of course, in the papers for certain reasons. I'll discuss that. Of course, that Instagram photo and much, much more what I think about his World Cup prospects in general. Kane, Emre, Dwayne Fumula. Remember, like, subscribe, get into the description, look down low in the description. Everything's there, YouTube, Twitter, whatever. You know, you kids know what that's all about. You kids are all lit, apparently. That's something the cool kids say, lit. I want to be lit. That's what you want to be. This show's lit. <laughs> so with it right now. My customary cupper, of course. Classic rooibos for the old voice chords. I've been called the young Mariah Carey. But anyway, that's, that's a different story for a different day. Great to be with you folks from the Bleachers FTB TV. Going to be coming with much, much more throughout the week. Stay tuned. Well, that's the intro. That's the boring stuff out the way. Let me get to it. Harry Kane, called world class, called many things. Called many. Right, I've said he's not world class, but okay. Scores lots of goals. They love him. They love him. All right? Harry Kane. I'm going to give you... Re uh, what I think they should do with him is just sell the guy. Sell Harry Kane. Sell Harry Kane come end of season if you're Spurs. It's not even a question for me. Seriously. I sell him. Not even a question. Sell Harry Kane end of season, I'll tell you why. Listen, you remember those guys that were nerds at school, right? Remember the guys that were like nerds at school? We all know. Like, we don't have to be Montessori, it's not the PC police here. You know those guys that were nerds at school, but then it kind of gets to after school, and he starts to make it, then he's driving a BMW, and he's, now he's with it, as the kids say. He's not with it, he's with it. All right? He starts to make it in the working world early. And now your boy's like 29. He's driving that BMW. He lives in the penthouse. And then you know what follows on from there. He starts to be about that life. And he starts to break into different social echelons. Right? We know what comes next. The hot girlfriend. Right? Yeah, he gets a better looking girlfriend. He's got a bit more money. He lives in the top floor in a business district. He's the man. You remember, he was a nerd in school for a long, long time. Like most of us. I mean, I, I was a nerd in school as well. See, what happens with this nerd is, oh, I've got this girlfriend now. He kind of overlooks the flaws. Like, do we work as a team? Eh, she's got a bit of a drinking problem. Eh, her and her friends, they like into the drug scene. Yeah, but, you know. It's like, it's like nice to have a good-looking girl with you at the restaurant. You used to be a nerd. Now she gives you a little bit of comfort. People think you're the man. You know, kind of nice to have 
a good looking girl with you. Yeah, drinking problem, yeah. Drug problem, yeah. You know, doesn't get along with my family, doesn't get along with any of my friends, ah. I can overlook that. We'll get over that. So he thinks, listen, the binge drinking problem is never gonna go away. I don't care how good looking she is, and she doesn't get along with your family, that's a problem, because they're gonna be around until you die, probably. So the family thing's gonna be around forever. She doesn't get along with them, she doesn't get along with your friends, who were your friends before you made it, before you were the tech guy. She doesn't get along with them, that's a problem. But you overlook that, she's good looking. All the aesthetics, the optics are right. Listen, she's holding you back, buddy. You gotta let her go. Tottenham Hotspur need to sell Harry Kane this summer and it's not even close. I'm gonna give you three reasons why. Harry Kane must leave Spurs and they mustn't get attached because he's one of their own. I don't wanna hear that. It's time to let him go. You've seen enough. Listen to me. Five seasons ago, Gareth Bale scored 21 goals. Third top goal scorer, Spurs came fifth. Keep that in mind. GB11, before going to Real Madrid and doing the La Decima, scored 21 in the league. Spurs came fifth. 2012, 2013. Go and look it up. So I'm going to run you through Kane's seasons, right? Because everybody keeps telling me about the goals and, oh my goodness, he's amazing. So let's have a look at it. 2014, 2015, Kane gets 21 himself. He's the second top goal scorer, Spurs finished fifth. 2015, 2016, Kane scores 25. He's the top goal scorer in that season. Spurs finished third. 2016, 2017, Kane scores 29 goals. Top goal scorer again, Spurs finish second. 2017, 2018, Harry got 30. Mo Salah's season. At 30, he still came second. Spurs came third. So he's never been out the top two in the last four seasons. Spurs have come fifth, third, second, and third. No titles in four years, and he's been the top two goal scorers. Listen to me, in the Leicester season, when they collapsed, that was 2015-2016, where was Harry then? People say, yes, he was the top goal scorer. I don't care. They collapsed. He got selfish. Spurs need to sell him. I'm telling you, they need to sell him now before the value declines. Right, that's reason number one. Got all those goals, meaningless. Reason number two, Spurs are better without him. Harry Kane is so selfish, and I don't hate that in strikers, but there's a level where, unless you're Cristiano Ronaldo, I need you to pass the ball, mate. I need you to pass the ball. Harry, listen, and the injuries are piling up, guys. I don't care who you are, Harry Kane's injuries are piling up. What that means is he takes four or five games to get back into rhythm. And we've seen it this season again. The injuries are piling up. It means that even if he gets your 30, he's going to take four or five games, and then your team's worse while he's getting better because he then becomes the focus point. Right? And you saw it. I mean, as soon as Son was, uh, as soon as Harry Kane was out, Son was the guy. Right? As soon as Kane was out, we could see, okay. 
wait, the Son guy is incredible. He's, he's got elements of being maybe world-class or strong, but he's up there. Ericsson started to shine. And then Ericsson was starting to spray the ball everywhere because he doesn't have to force-feed Kane because when Kane's there, it's pretty clear. Get the ball to that guy. And what he's going to do, he's going to turn and shoot. That's like 8 out of 10. I'm turning, I'm shooting, I'm Harry Kane. Everybody says he's got three-dimensional game. He does not. I turn and I shoot. Harry Kane. Listen, Spurs are clearly better when Son is there. You saw it. Like, I have enough evidence. I saw five games with Son and no Kane. They're better. The ball moves more. The movement's better. Because they don't... Harry Kane's almost in the way up front. Because Lamella, then the ball's moving, and then the, the front three are switching better. I've seen it. I saw the games. You all saw the games. Spurs, don't get emotionally attached. Don't get emotionally attached. I don't care that he's one of your own. He's in the way. You're better without him. Son already showed me that. And if you don't believe me, look at the evidence. I mean, listen, Kane is four games, right? I've seen five games that he's missed, but he missed four games in a row. After that, United lost. Let me give it to you this way. All right? He missed the Watford, Newcastle, Dortmund, and Leicester games. Son scored in all four games and was absolutely electric. If you had him in your fantasy team, you were loving him. Kane gets back, what happens then? And this is what I told you. When he gets back from his injuries, even if he scores, the team suffers because he's not in the rhythm and he's still shooting all the time. And he's not there when somebody crosses the ball. And his movement's not there. And he's not releasing the ball in time. And that's not because he's not, he's not a good player. It's because when you're not fit in football, you, you're out of sync with your team. Remember, football's a team sport. Harry comes back after those four games. Remember, four, uh, Son scored four and four while he was gone. They lose to Burnley at home. They lose to Chelsea. They, they draw to Arsenal at home. And they should have lost that. Obama Young missed that ridiculous penalty. And they lose to Southampton. The four games that Harry Kane's been back, he's not back in the rhythm. They've lost three and drawn one. They lost to Chelsea, for goodness sake. Lost to Burnley at home. Lost to Chelsea. Drew against the Gunners at home and should have lost that Aubameyang. And then lost to Southampton. And it's ended their season. Harry Kane coming back ended all hopes of them winning the league. And this isn't the first time because he got injured last year and the same thing happened and derailed, it, derailed him. It happened in the Leicester season. He got injured and came back late in the season and derailed him. I don't care how good you are. It takes you time to get back in sync and spurs oral action. That's reason number two. Reason number three. And most importantly. Listen, guys. This thing of being obsessed with being the top goal scorer, it means nothing. It's meaningless. It's meaningless. It's absolutely meaningless. Because Harry Kane's been the top goal scorer for the last, what, two seasons of the last four? What's that done? What has that done? It, it, what has it done? He's been the top goal scorer two of the last four seasons. Listen, the last time somebody was the top goal scorer and the team won the title was in 2013. Remember some guy called Robin Van Persie? If you're an Arsenal fan, I hear you, you call him Robin Van Pagan. 
He left next season. He did it with Fergie. Fergie uh, exited stage left. 2013 was the last time a guy was the top goal scorer in the league and that translated to his team winning the league. I'll tell you why. It's modern day football. And as you've seen with Spurs, no Kane, the inverted wingers, Lamella, Son, unstoppable. In modern day football, it's all about the inverted wingers. It's not about the striker anymore. I think that's why Pep, uh, Pep struggled at uh, Bayern Munich. Because Mueller's really a centre forward in behind. And then he tried to play him wide. And Mueller doesn't have that pace. He doesn't have that dribbling. And he didn't get a fit Robin. He didn't get a fit Ribéry. And then there was Lewandowski. Who's, you just can't leave him out. And he is the focal point. And that doesn't work for Pep. And I think he had to teach Aguero how to play in his system. Because in the modern game, it's not about the striker. It doesn't matter how many goals you score. Because... The last time was Robin Van Persie in 2013. The last time Man United won a title. That's six years ago. Call it seven. We're nearly in 2020. So please stop telling me the goals are everything. They're not. The evidence is in. It's not my opinion. I'm telling you what's happening. It's been six seasons since it was the top goal scorer's team that won the league. So it doesn't matter if he's the top goal scorer. Does he make your team better? Harry Kane does not. Because Spurs can come third without Harry Kane, right? So sell him for 200 million, right? So you make the 200 million and make your team better, right? You could probably do with another centre back. Probably do another, with another left back. Danny Rose is done. Davies is. Mm, probably do with a better goalkeeper, to be honest. I don't, I don't love Hugo Lloris. There's plenty of room for improvement. Vertonghen is probably the one guy you can keep. Alderweireld has made it clear that he's going to Manchester United. So you're going to have to replace at the back. For me, I take 200 million. I say 200 million up front from Real Madrid. You're out of here. Stop getting attached. It's not an emotional business. It, it's not an emotional thing. It is a business. Get rid of Harry. Stop talking about he's one of your own. And stop talking to me about goals. They mean nothing. 2013 was the last time they mattered. If you don't believe me, Ronaldo, Salah, Neymar, Bale, right? Mbappe. You might know a guy called Messi, I think his name is. He's not too bad. None of them strikers. The game has moved on. Old-fashioned number nine, we don't care about you. That's why English football is still behind. Stop worrying about that. And you can see Raheem Sterling now, they think he's Cristiano Ronaldo. Because at long last, English football has realized, oh wait... That's the threat. And you know what? Cristiano Ronaldo showed us this, what? What is it now? Nearly 10 years ago? When he got 32 from wing? He already showed you that that's the new way to do this thing. The wing is the threat. He's got all the pace. He's got all the power. And he's got all that space to come into. You look at the top guys now. I'll say it again. Neymar, Mbappe, Bale, Ronaldo, Messi. They're not strikers. Even when CR7 or CR9, as he became at, uh, at Real Madrid, even when he played at Real Madrid, he wasn't quite a number nine striker. Right? He, had, he had Benzema often. Folks, let him go. You've seen the best of Kane. Let him go. He can't help you. He doesn't have the personality to lead. Listen, I can understand. A lack of self-confidence. The nerds don't think they can get another one. They can't move on from the hot girl. 
because he's only basing his success off the money. He's, he's overlooking her drinking habits. He's overlooking all the things. Uh, he gives her a break. Guys, Harry Kane is making Spurs, he's keeping them the same, or worse, he's so selfish. Take the 200, improve the squad, and move on. But what's stupid is they're not going to sell him. I know they're not going to sell him. Because he's one of their own, they're emotionally attached, and it's done. They're emotionally attached, and it's done. Spurs, let him go. It's over. You've seen the best of him. Take the money now before the injuries start catching up with him. Because I'm not being funny. I don't know if Kane's going to be the same guy within two years. Because those injuries keep racking up. It's not so good. He comes back, takes him five games for Spurs to get back to full speed because Harry has to play, and then he slows the ball up. If you've played football, you know the ball gets stuck at his feet because he's not fit. So he's not moving it. He's not turning it around the corner as you'd like. You've got Lamella around the corner. You've got Son, but the ball can't get to them, and he's blocking Ericsson. He's blocking, I think, their best player is Son for me. But no, he's got the goals. It's meaningless. Stop worrying about goals. They don't mean anything. Is your team better? Sell him. Spurs, second-rate club. Good luck in the new stadium. You're going to keep Harry Kane, and I'll tell you what that'll get you. You're going to keep coming fifth, keep coming fourth. I don't know what to tell you, folks. You don't have to like what I'm saying. Robin Van Persie, 2013, last time the goals mattered. Last time it mattered that you were number one. Don't worry about it. Now you spread the goals out. You don't need the top goal scorer. It doesn't mean anything. RVP, 2013. Let me move over to the Emirates. Right, from one part of North London to another. The other club in North London have the manager of the year, and I don't even want to hear, I don't want to hear anything from anybody about it. It's already over. It's over. If he doesn't get it, it's, it's rigged. In sport, I like something called a degree of difficulty. Right? What have you had to overcome to be where you are? What have you had to overcome? Right? What have you had to overcome. So, you know those couples that get a little bit comfortable, right? We all know these couples. And if you say you don't know them, guys, it's you. We know these couples. We all know these couples. He starts to get a little bit chubby. She stops wearing makeup. She stops combing her hair. She starts settling for wearing pumps instead of wearing high heels when they go out. I'm going to let that sink in. He gets a bit chubby. You stop combing your hair, Sarah. And then you stop combing your hair and you think you want to start expressing yourself. No, stop it. Listen, when people stay together too long, they stop wanting to be attractive to each other, right? Like they forget, why did we get together in the beginning? Right? And then it's like, oh, existential crisis, breakup, tears but you stop trying to be attractive to your own partner. That's not our fault. That's your fault. That's on you. And this happened at Arsenal, right? Arsene Wenger and Arsenal got very sad in the end. It got very, very sad to watch a man overstay his welcome by a decade. 
at least. Arsene Wenger overstayed his welcome by a decade, and I'm being kind. He should have been gone 11, 12 years ago. He lost his teeth and the club regrets. The, time, the moment he said top four is a trophy, should have been... He said a decade too long, folks. Listen, the hardest part of breaking up in a relationship, a long-term one especially, is believing that you're going to find somebody just as good, right? And then actually finding that person. So you have to believe you're going to find that person, right? Especially if you've been in a long-term relationship because you've had somebody who's tolerated your temper tantrums and your laziness and you leaving dirty socks on the floor so they know who you are. Now you've got to get to know somebody else and you've got to believe they'll accept you for who you are. When Arsenal Football Club got Unai Emre, I was like, ooh. But my God, has he overachieved. He's changed the club feel. I mean, the fans are finally behind the club. I don't think since they've been at the Emirates have the fans been behind the club. I mean, the club's lied to the fans. It's, it's just been nasty. But Emre's got the fans on side. Ask any player, makes all the difference. Ask any player, 12th man, makes all the difference. Everybody's on side. Arsenal feels elite again, doesn't it? Iwobi, Xhaka, Bellerin, all better. He's making players better. He's not just a manager, he's a coach. Arsene Wenger, it felt like, was going through the motions. He'd stopped coaching and he, he thought, you, you know, you can't have a guy who thinks he's, he, he's as big as the club as the manager. Who does he report to? What are the consequences for failure? This is why he could say top four is a trophy and no one would say anything. I mean, Arsene Wenger was in charge of the finances at the club. That's too much. This guy's a coach. He's on the football pitch. You can clearly see tactically he rotates the tactics. Depending on who he plays, he changes the tactics. Emre has taken at least a point of, off each of the top six. Listen, that, that's incredible in his first season. And I'll tell you why. Because he's quite comfortably got the worst squad of the top six. He's easily got the worst squad of the top six. Right? I think he's even got a worse squad on paper than Everton and Wolves. I'm not kidding. When Iwobi's one of your starters, Iwobi wouldn't start, he wouldn't start at Everton. He's definitely not starting ahead of Raul Jimenez or any of those guys at Wolves. I don't know if Xhaka starts at any of those teams either. But he's improved Iwobi, he's improved Xhaka, Bellerin, unfortunately, with that knee injury. But before that, Bellerin was looking back to, was it two years ago that he was right back of the season in the team of the year? So he's clearly coaching and Arsenal feels elite again. They're going to come top four this year. They're going to come fourth and be unhappy about it. And that's where you want your football club to be. And my favorite part of Unai Emery. This is where, once again, where you had to break up with that partner you were comfortable with. Because comfort really, that's, that's where you breed the, the, the worst resentment and comfort, I think. Once you get comfortable, you, 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 you will resent that state. You shouldn't get comfortable. Not in a relationship. You should always be communicating. You should always be changing. You should always be, be communicating. How am I feeling? How are you feeling? Arsene Wenger, Arsene Wenger stopped doing that. He was detached. And him and Arsenal were drifting from 10 years ago. 
What I love about Emre is he's even taken Mesut Ozil and said, you're not good enough, mate. You can't just hang around here and not comb your hair and not pick up socks and get chubby while we're in a relationship. No, no, no. This is Arsenal Football Club. Arsenal feels elite again. They're going to come top four and be unhappy. And Mesut Ozil is probably going to be out. Now, that is a signal of intent to say, if you want to play for Arsenal now, it's not like Arsene Wenger. You're not going to get to come here and sleep in on Saturdays. No, no, no. We're hiking on Saturday. Right? I don't want to have a hangover on Sunday. We're going for brunches and business meetings on Sunday morning. Networking meetings. That's what people do when they're in couples. You support each other to be positive. You don't allow people to get comfortable. Unai Emre has said, enough is enough. Mesut Ozil, I don't care that we gave you 350 grand a week. You are out of here. Arsenal feel elite again. And for me, he's comfortably the manager of the year. It's, like, it's not even a conversation from here. It doesn't even matter if they'll come forth. Doesn't matter where Arsenal come. Right? What he's done with this squad to still be in the mix at this stage, outrageous. Lauren Koscielny is their best centre-back. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing what Arsene Wenger left. Listen, bare cupboard would be kind. No cupboard. Arsene Wenger took the cupboard with him. Arsene Wenger took the cupboard with him. Folks, don't get comfortable. Arsene Wenger got far too comfortable, got chubby, right? Didn't want to visit his girlfriend's parents. You, you know when people get comfortable in relationships, they're the worst. Arsenal are going to be delighted with this manager. Accept it now. And if he doesn't get manager of the year, then I don't know. This award doesn't matter. It's meaningless. It doesn't matter. It means nothing. Congratulations to Arsenal. And I would be so excited for next season if I was an Arsenal fan. I would be so excited if I was an Arsenal fan for next season. Because he's going to get rid of the Deadwood. He's already shown. He's not scared of, I mean, Mesut Ozil. He's a World Cup winner. Arsene Wenger played him through disastrous periods. If you're a Gunnar, it's a good time to be one. Folks, let's move over to the Oval Ball. A guy I've, be, I've really, I, I thought, when he came back to South African rugby, I didn't know why. Because he's been a horrible player since the last World Cup. He was already starting to get overweight. He, he was already an ancient, a relic last season. Dwayne Vermeulen cannot go to the World Cup any longer. And listen, for those of you who haven't seen the story, go and take a look. So there was a photo of him and Steve Hoffmeyer, which he put on Instagram. So that's not the reason, I'm, that, that's not the only reason that I think he should be out of the Springbok squad, right? But it caps it off for me. Let me unpack that for you. But the Steve Hoffmeyer thing makes no sense because, you know, they brought him back and, they, and the claim from Rossi and the Springbok setup and, you, and to you, the fans, is you always tell me, Oh, it's about leadership. It's about his experience. But I need my leaders. Do you know what? And, and in, he, he might be a victim, actually, of South African sport and, and South African rugby being amateur here. But you know what I need my leaders to be before anything else? Before being rah-rah on the field, any of that nonsense? Button it up. It's called self-awareness. 
in my leaders, that's what I want. So I'm not, nobody should tell him not to be friends with Steve Hoffman. This is not a fascist state. No, it's not about that. I've got, I don't care if he's best friends with Steve Hoffman. But when you take a photo with Steve Hoffman and you understand that there are black people in your team, right? And there's been, whether, whether Steve Hoffman has said this or not, I've read a few interviews with him when he said he was taken out of context. Okay, like, this isn't about Steve Hoffman. It's about Dwayne Vermeulen. And apparently he's one of the leaders in the Springbok setup. When you have black players in the dressing room with you and you know what Steve Hoffman represents within the context of South Africa, what you need to do is go, okay, well, I'm friends with Steve. You can keep that photo. No problem. But to actually take the time to think, okay, let me go and put this on Instagram because that takes time. You have to go through a few steps. Oh, you can put a filter on. You know, there's a few steps to load a photo and upload it on Instagram. He thought to himself, that's a good idea as one of the leaders of the Springbok team in a multicultural team with what this guy represents. Now, I, Steve Hoffman Steve is his own guy, whatever. I, like, I don't know Steve Hoffman, whatever. He did say these things, he didn't say those things. I'll leave that up to you. But what I'm saying is it's about the perception management. So he's not aware as a so-called leader that you can't be a leader of a multi-ethnic you know, multi Springbok team in these times and have a photo on Instagram, which is a deliberate choice, by the way. So you have the choice to go, will this look good? That's amateur. And I can't have my leaders being amateur because what sort of tone does that set? So you can't tell me Dwayne Vermeulen's a leader, right? Because leaders think. They think bigger than I just want to put my photo with my mate on Instagram. You think, what is the context of me being seen, right, when Sia Khaleesi is my captain? How do the black players look at him now? Because in law, there's something called guilty by association. You may not agree with all of the things that it's apparently been said that Steve Hoffman said, right? But I'm seeing you with him, and now in the dressing room, there's a lot of black guys in there who may not agree with him. So you can be friends with Steve Hoffman. I don't have a problem with that. Nobody should tell anybody who to be friends with. What I'm saying is, where's the self-awareness, Dwayne? If you're here as a leader, you're supposed to be experienced. Social media should be managed. That's why you should have, your PR team should let you know, what do you put on Instagram? So what it tells me is, he's not thinking beyond what he wants to do. I don't care, I'm just going to post me and my mate. That is not leadership. But let's go to the field. Let's go to the field. Because clearly Dwayne Vermeulen has no self-awareness as a leader, as what his context is in South Africa, what the context of putting a photo of yourself and Steve Hoffman means in a multi-ethnic. Clearly, clearly he doesn't, he, that doesn't matter to him. It doesn't matter. He can do what he wants. He's Dwayne Vermeulen. He's a millionaire. Folks, he's not even the fourth. He, at best, he's the fifth best number eight in South Africa. Right? He's definitely not top three. He's got zero ball skills. He's overweight. He's been on holiday too long. Japan, it's a joke. He's overweight. Like, why does, are we, are we watching different screens? He's not big, he's overweight. He's been past it since the last World Cup. Right? He's overweight. The guy is overweight. I don't care what anybody says. If that is your springbok number eight, I'm sorry. It doesn't make sense because I've got the Dupria twins. <laughs> 
Listen, I love Jean-Luc Debray. I think he's the best loose forward in this country and it breaks my heart that he's leaving, but c'est la vie. But his brother Dan Debray? I mean, oh, my goodness. Now you take both of those two, Whiteley will be back, and there's a leader. Don't worry, you've got your leadership covered because you've got Khaleesi, and then you've got Noche as well. You can't tell me Noche is not better than Dwayne Vermeulen in, in, in modern-day rugby. Guys, Vermeulen can't keep up with Surveyor and all of those guys, Omahani. I mean, these guys, we're in a different era now. And the ball-carrying impact, the Dupree brothers are just as good a ball carriers with ball skill. Dwayne Vermeulen's always been very, very limited. Massive ball carrier. That's been Dwayne's thing, is he has been a demolition ball. But he's not that anymore. He's slow, overweight, and he doesn't have that physical impact anymore. So what's he doing in the team? He's not a smart rugby player. You can't, you, I mean, Kieran Reed, you can't say he's a Kieran Reed style, almost third center, you know, helping out. You know, those classic number eights are linking the back line to the forwards. They're, they always drop back and help the fullback. You know, you always see those classic number eights on the counter attack. Dwayne can't do that. He's not getting to the rucks. He's too slow. He's too slow. Like, are, are we all watching the same game? So, Let's address it. No self-awareness, so he's not a leader, so you cannot say that. He's not as good as the, the Dupree brothers, he's not as good as Whiteley, and for me, Notche is at least on the same level. And with far better ball skills, which is so appropriate in modern-day rugby. And also, Notche played seven, so you know he's got the skills. But the Steve Hoffmeyer thing, I'm afraid that pushes me over the edge. I've, I haven't liked Dwayne Vermeulen in... Five years. Loved him before the last World Cup. I don't know what he, he went on sabbatical. He went to France, which is the retirement league. He went to Japan, which is a joke. We know that the Sun Wolves are out of Super Rugby as of next year. And it's becoming a piss take now. It's becoming a piss take. Because Dwayne Vermeulen is actually now going to be a cancerous, not only in the dressing room, for the ridiculous Instagram post, right? Lack of self-awareness. But he's not good enough to be there. Dwayne Vermeulen, it would be, it would, it would be sick if he was there. It would be ridiculous. And if Rusty picks him, he set a very, very dangerous precedent. Because if, if your leadership lacks that awareness of exactly what his context is in this country, I don't care about other countries. In this country, he was unaware that posting that photo on Instagram, and he's not as good a player as he used to be. Listen, if if Dwayne Vermeulen was 2012, Dwayne Vermeulen we maybe bring him in house and say, Dwayne, that was maybe a bad idea, don't you think? Maybe we do that PR apology and I didn't realize my actions, bloody, bloody, blah. You can get people to, you know, to find some politicians somewhere, Gordon Gecko style, blah, 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 you know. And I apologize to the kids and world hunger or whatever, you know, when these guys spin the PR thing. But right now, guys, you know, in sport, there's something very simple. It's called production versus tolerance. When production is up here, that is what I'll tolerate, right? Production can never be lower than tolerance. We will not tolerate when the production is lower the th than the things I have to tolerate. And I'm sorry if SA Rugby tolerates Steve Hoffman's Instagram thing, overweight, no longer the play, then what I have to tolerate is higher than the production you have to give me. Don't let the door, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Folks, to whom much is given, much is expected. To whom much is given, much is expected. Dwayne Vermeulen's got to be out of here. In fact, his Bok contract 
should be canceled because I don't know what he's doing after that post and, and what we're doing with him in the Springbok camp. Because you don't think guys are going to be looking at him sideways? And rugby is not a joke, guys. You can't have two or three people out because you get hurt in that sport. It's not pads, this isn't NFL. In rugby, if all 15 guys aren't in it, guys, people get hurt. Right? And I'd hate for people not to be covering for Dwayne. They're still human beings, folks. I don't care how professional you want them to be. This is another level. So Dwayne Vermeulen didn't love him as a rugby player. And now he's let me know that he's not a leader. And the reasons he was brought back for are boulder dash. He's got to go. He's got to go. And with that, I've got to go. That's the end of the, the episode 32. Yeah, that was an awesome episode. Man, that was cool. Folks, I'll see you again tomorrow. There's plenty of Premier League news to talk about. Plenty of Super Rugby. I'm going to do a little recap of the weekend. Look out for uh, much, much more this week. Uh, we'll be putting out a little bit more content uh, from the Bleachers FTB TV. And uh, yeah, look out for much more content coming out. I cannot wait for tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining me. Remember Harry Kane this week we talked about. I think Kane's got to go. I think Unai Emery is manager of the year. And I think Dwayne Vermeulen... Arrivederci.